0: Nerds, man, miss our stick, but sometimes we throw it's okay to be a hater but don't be a dick.
1: Welcome to Fanboy and the Hater. A podcast hosted and produced by mike Hall and Jim Harris
0: where we discuss the best and worst in movies, TV, and pop culture. Edited by Jim Harris and music by Mike Hall.
1: Jim, you know I hate reading, right? Very much so. So Star Wars decided to make me suffer through the book of Boba Fett.
0: What do you think? I concur that it was a sufferable show. <laughs> Although actually, to, to take a step back, as I even said in the second, when we talked about the second season of The Mandalorian, I, would, I had no problem with Boba Fett being a character in that show, but I was immediately confused when they announced and then teased with like the post credit scene in that, that there was going to be a spinoff show, The Book of Boba Fett. I'm really confused why this series even exists. And to be honest, I hadn't really planned to watch it. I only watched it for two reasons. One, you were watching it and you were telling me that it was not interesting at all. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, I heard that two characters show up in episode six that I thought, well, maybe at least that will be interesting. And that made me, Watch the show. To be honest, I almost fell asleep multiple times while trying to watch this series. Mm-hmm. I've only watched it once. Yeah, same. Yeah. I... And that that's telling right there. If Mike has only watched it once, especially when it went something that we're podcasting about and something Star Wars, and you only watched this once. And I have no interest in watching it again. That's another thing. Yeah, again, not 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 even for not for the podcast, not for enjoyment. You just is this the first Star Wars thing that you don't want to rewatch? It, yeah, I think so. Actually, you also didn't enjoy the Bad Batch, though.
1: But that made it wasn't, you... I, and I didn't rewatch that either. Okay. But I would. Oh yeah, like we we actually just before we started, we started we. You mentioned a couple things about Bad Batch. I'm like, oh, I didn't really remember that. Maybe I should go back and watch it again.
0: Yeah, I I watched all of the Bad Batch. I didn't particularly enjoy it. But this show makes the Bad Batch look great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually, at some point, rewatch the Bad Batch because I'd like animation. Uh, I will not rewatch this. Again, you're also talking to someone, for people who have listened to our previous episodes... I've also only watched each season of The Mandalorian one time. Although the second season of The Mandalorian, I did rewatch select episodes mm-hmm. because I wanted to see a couple of the cool scenes. But generally speaking, I have not been rewatching this stuff. But I think it is telling that Mike on the watch- maybe is it because the word book is in the title?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's 100% it. <laughs>
0: If it was the video of Boba Fett. (laughs) The video blog of of Boba Fett. That actually might have been more interesting than the show if it was the whole thing was just Boba Fett video blogging.
1: (laughs) Not gonna lie, I kind of want that to be the name of this episode. The video blog of Boba Fett. So, yeah, for me, I mean, the first couple episodes, I'm like, when is something going to happen that's interesting? Like, the most, when you see him get out of the Sarlacc pit, I'm like, okay, that's, that's the thing that I wanted to see. And they even made that completely uninteresting.
0: That, before we even get into that, I agree, but taking a step back for a second, I don't understand. I already said that I don't understand why this was even a show. But even on a level, beyond that, why is Boba Fett, or especially this version of Boba Fett, so popular with people? So right. Like, before we even dive into like the things that happened or didn't happen in the series, why do you think that Boba Fett is popular?
1: We'll get to that. I, I was okay. I was only mentioning that as my as part of my first thoughts of like oh, okay. as watching it of going like, okay, things are happening, but it's kind of boring. But it's setting things up, so maybe things will get interesting, and then all of a sudden it it changes and it's like okay, other things are happening now. Well, maybe that's setting up. And then you said, what was it, six episodes or seven episodes? Seven. Seven episodes. So, and I didn't even know how many episodes there were going to be. So, like, the end of the sixth episode, I'm like, okay, they've got, like, two or three episodes to make this interesting and make it tie together. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's over. And I'm like, oh, when? when is something going to happen? And it's over. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell? So... Yeah, I, there was, there was not, I don't know there was a single enjoyable moment in this entire season for me. Wow. And we'll get into details as we go, but yeah. I don't, I, well,
0: I don't disagree, but it's, it's, it's weird. It feels weird. Yeah. Um, to hear Mike say something like that about anything, but especially a Star Wars thing. But to so you, imagine
1: my disappointment.
0: Yeah. Um. But back to your point, like, waiting for things to get interesting, I think some of the people, there were some, uh, there have been mixed reviews. This mm-hmm. this show has probably gotten the most mixed reviews, especially of the live-action shows, which, again, for comparison's sake, there's only the two seasons of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But this has gotten, I think, the most mixed reviews. And even, like, the finale, like you said, you were, like you said, you didn't know how many episodes there were, but after episode six, you thought maybe a couple more episodes. The finale episode, I think, is the only one, live-action Star Wars television episode to ever get a rotten rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Um, But to your point about uh, waiting for the show to get interesting, some of the people early on seemed to be pretty enthusiastic. Like, the initial response seemed to be fairly positive. And I could say it was like, and I could only explain that by people found the story story of Boba Fett interesting because for some reason they were interested in Boba yeah. Fett and that's what I'm confused by why are people interested in Boba Fett? Yeah, And, and, and
1: to that point, I mean we, we've had this discussion before of why is Boba Fett ever as popular as he is? And that's in the movies he doesn't do much like it's hinted at that he's like this super badass bounty hunter, but it's glossed over, barely even hinted at. Like the no disintegrations part. Okay, so he disintegrates people.
0: Yeah, he. I think someone counted it, so he's in the the first two trilogy movies. Mm-hmm. More so, he's a little kid in the prequels. Yeah, and I don't even count that, really. Right. So, but I mean, but people who counted it, right, said, mm-hmm. yeah, he's technically in six movies. His character. He has he's on screen for nine minutes total. All mm-hmm. incarnations of him, including him as a as a young kid in the prequels, is included in that nine minute run count. And he has very, very few lines of dialogue.
1: Right. Like I need him alive, I think is about the only thing he says in right. the original series.
0: Yeah. And again, I know he looks cool. Or he's no of no use to me dead. I think yeah, something along those lines. Again, very terse, tiny bits of dialogue. He mainly just stands there and looks cool. Yeah. And that's about it. I can understand that his appearance looks cool. I understand. I remember as being a kid, his toys were cool. His toy, his action figure well, was cool. That's and where I was going to sh- go. And his ship yeah. was a
1: really cool toy. That's where I was going to go next. Like, I really think the only reason he became popular was the toy.
0: I could buy into that,
1: and and you know the red rocket, not that one, the the toy red I, rocket. I,
0: yeah, <laughs> I know which one you meant. I had, I mean, I'm old enough to remember there was like a big um, um, recall mm-hmm. done because the original Boba Fett action figure you could shoot the rocket, and it became a choking hazard. Some which which changed toys. Which changed toys, yeah. So like some kid, it was a tragic story. I don't think the kid died, but some kid choked Mm -hmm. on the red rocket shot from Boba Pet's back. So they had to change that action figure and toys in general, choking hazards for small pieces. Yeah. So that was the other thing I remembered the toy for, the action figure. But to be honest, I thought the ship was cooler. I loved the ship. The ship was one of my favorite toys to play with. I didn't really care too much for the action figure. But the ship was cool.
1: And then the prequel series made the ship even cooler.
0: It made the ship even cooler, and it made Boba Fett slightly more interesting by his father.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't make Boba Fett more interesting, it made Jango Fett more interesting.
0: Well, yeah, he, he got an interesting angle through his father being the genetic template for the clone troopers, and Boba being described as an unaltered clone. So essentially, he's like, the baby version of what the... Why, that's why in the prequels, the Stormtroopers as kids looked like him, because mm-hmm. the Stormtroopers all <clears throat> grew up to be like Jango Fett. So that made him slightly more interesting by association. It also gave an angle that was never could never have been played up in the original trilogy, because they didn't know this yet, but an interesting reason for why he would hate Jedi. Mm-hmm. Because... Um, his father was killed by Mace Windu. So he got slightly more interesting by association there. And his character in the animated series, like I know a lot of Star Wars fans only watched the live action stuff Mm -hmm. like the movies, but even in like the animated series, which they do plumb a little bit in this show, his character was kind of a joke. Oh yeah. He was just a, a little punk kid playing bounty hunter and he was always made fun of. For right, that, Right. And that comes back around again. We'll get to that later. But again, I know a version of Boba Fett that is actually interesting from Star Wars novels, from non-canon Star Wars Legends novels. They actually gave Boba Fett a pretty cool fucking story. But that's not the story that they, which is also kind of weird. It goes back to the same thing I said about the Mandalorian. It would be so easy for Star Wars to canonize the non-canon material about the Mandalorians since the Mandalorians have not been included in most of Star Wars canon. Yeah. So you could just literally take stuff from the books and just do exactly what is in the books. The people who didn't read the books wouldn't know. You don't have to make something up new and it would never like contradict something in the movies because they're not in the movies. And the fans that like
1: the book Boba Fett, Mm -hmm. or the book Mandalorians, Mm -hmm. would be super excited. He's like, oh,
0: I get to actually see the thing that I loved. Exactly. But instead, we got this... Like, again, the version of Boba Fett that was in the second season of The Mandalorian was actually interesting. Mm -hmm. And as I said back when we recorded our episode on the second season of The Mandalorian, I joked, I really believe... Whether or not there's any truth in this, I have no idea. I never read an interview about it. But I really believe that Jon Favreau put Boba Fett in the show to shut people up. Because like I had said back when we did the first season of The Mandalorian, when Pedro Pascal, who plays Din Djarin, who plays the title character of The Mandalorian, he thought that that's who he was playing. Because you saw the poster and it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm playing Boba Fett. No, you're playing the Mandalorian. But that guy looks like Boba Fett. Yes, it's it's Boba Fett in a shinier outfit, but it's not Boba Fett. So I was like, I joked that John Favreau was like, you guys want fucking Boba Fett? Fine, I'll fucking put Boba Fett in the show. And I thought mm-hmm. it was just going to be like a joke stunt casting thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I was a little surprised that they made him a fuller character, but I didn't have a problem with it. But I was greatly confused by... His own spinoff show? yeah. But to your point, you often say, Jim, wait, you haven't seen it yet. Maybe they're going to do something really fucking cool. You don't know. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's going to be something cool. I was wrong. You were wrong. Yeah. I, they they could have, though. Yeah. Like, so this character is
1: beloved. And in, in Mandalorian, they made him a badass. The badass that we hinted at that he could have been. He was badass in Mandalorian. He
0: was, yes.
1: And then they made the show about him. They could have, with (coughs) almost a blank slate, like, Mm -hmm. you could do anything with this character. And they're like, you know what we're going to do with this character? We're going to have him sit on a bench and watch some birds. (laughs) He doesn't do anything. Like, he's just a little bitch throughout this entire show. Like, he does a
0: couple of kind of cool things, but not really. Yeah, it's like, we got, like... Sometimes in like Star Wars and other things, we kind of like I myself complained about why have after two seasons have we learned so incredibly little about Din Jaren, the title character of the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Where's the character development? Where's the backstory? Right? Mm-hmm. In Boba Fett, they gave us some stuff that, yeah, technically we never knew. How did he get out of the Sarlacc Pit? Where did he go after? How did he get to where we met him in The Mandalorian Season 2? They showed us some of that. It was just completely uninteresting, though. (laughs) What was the cool thing that he did to get out of the Sarlacc Pit?
1: Oh, he lit a match. (laughs) And then just climbed out. Oh, okay. Well, what did he do after that? Oh, he just sat in the sand for a while. Got captured by the sand people. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, what do you Oh, he got captured with those sand people. How how did he how did he figure that out? Oh, he just hung out with them for a while. <laughs> okay, well then, how did he get his armor back? Eh, he just stole it from somebody. Like where? Where's the badass? Where's the cool thing? Where is the character that
0: people wanted to see? Yeah, exactly. They they went out of their way to at least they showed what we assumed. Like back in season one of The Mandalorian. Fennec Shan is apparently left for dead Mm -hmm. on Tatooine, which again, as both of us said during that episode, it was the only episode that neither one of us liked because it seemed it was they went to Tatooine for no good reason other than to just go to Tatooine. Mm -hmm. But Fennec Shan, an interesting character, left for dead, a mysterious figure is standing over her. We don't find out until the second season of The Mandalorian that that must have been Boba Fett. Mm Mm-hmm. Boba Fett, hey, we'll show you the thing that we didn't show you. And it was
1: boring. (laughs) How did he save her? Oh, He he picked her up and gave her some robot parts. Yeah. Okay, well, then how did he become
0: friends with her? Oh, she just stayed. Because she felt that she owed him because he saved her life. Which is the same thing that they told us in the second season of The Mandalorian when like Din was like, "So you're with him now?" It's like, well, I owe him because he saved my life. But again, it's like so they gave us a bit more of what we could have already inferred. Yeah. And if you're gonna go to that point of showing us that stuff, at least make it interesting. So I, I, I was confused by that. And again, you could argue that there's a reason for them to be in Tatooine in this series. But for me, it's just like, why? I mean, yes, technically, is that the last place Boba Fett worked? He worked for Jabba the Hutt. It's not Jabba the Hut's or Bib Fortuna's fault that Boba Fett fell into the Sarlacc pit. That was Luke Skywalker and Han Solo's fault. Why would he want to go back to Tatooine, kill the guy who worked for his former boss and take over... Because Tatooine's where he wants to be? Why? Well, they,
1: they did kind of explain that. Okay. So you know, they said that, like, basically they, well, I guess they didn't really say it, say it but they inferred when he started to feel as, like, one with the Tusken Raiders as, like, part of a community, mm-hmm. he started to realize how much better it is to live as a community than to be on your own. And he started to realize, like, in being middle management, more or less, of the Tusken Raiders, it's better to be the boss. So he wanted a community, and he wanted to be the boss of the community. But then the end of the series, he's like, eh, I don't really want it anymore. Here, have it. Like, where? Where is the cool character?
0: Yeah, exactly. There were, very, like you had said earlier, <clears throat> there are very few badass moments. Again, even going back and showing us, like, how he learned how to fight so well with the with the staff weapon, that he use, like, a mega badass in The Mandalorian?
1: hmm
0: Why? It, it, it didn't... Like, he's already badass with the weapon. Why do we need to go back to a time when he's not badass with the weapon? And... Again, yeah, he wasn't... He did a couple of things fighting-wise, but, yeah, it wasn't... It, it wasn't very interesting. It also, as a side tangent, and, again, Fennec Chan actually pushes back against this pretty much throughout the entire series, but I, I couldn't help but remember one of your criticisms that got brought up during our discussion of the Suicide Squad movie is why does there seem to be these rules of movie making and TV shows where the protagonist of the story has to be a good guy? Which we said something similar about the Mandalorians, like Din Djarin is a contract killer, not Mm -hmm. a straight up murderer. He's a contract killer and a bounty hunter. He's not a good dude. They make him take a virtuous turn by taking care of Grogu. But for Boba Fett... Why does he wanna be I wanna be a good gangster. I wanna take over the crime syndicate that was run by Jabba Hutt, but I'm gonna be a nice guy. People yeah. are gonna like me. Why does he have to be a good cause FedEx Chin, anytime they encounter like an obstacle, Fennec Chen's like, we should fucking kill them, right? I can go fucking kill them right now. No, 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 don't don't do that. We're gonna sit down and we're gonna to talk to people and we're gonna make an agreement. And the other crime lords are going to be like, okay, yeah. And then I'm going to be surprised when they double-cross me at the end. It's like, what? It's like, why did he have to be the virtuous crime
1: lord? Well, on top of that, all right, so you're going to be this great crime lord and you're going to make everything work well, right? Yeah. All right, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to get all the other crime lords to follow me. How are you going to do that? By getting rid of Spice. Oh, you mean their entire profit margin. Right. The entire reason that the crime syndicates exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of that, and then they're all going to follow me, and everything's going to be better. And we're going to make a ton of money.
0: How? Uh,
1: of what? Oh, um, criminal things. You mean Spice? No. No, 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 like no, no, Criminal things, but not Spice, because Spice is
0: bad. Or maybe they're going to do what the uh, they showed the bike gang doing, which is, again, a lot of empty nostalgia runs through this entire, I mean, true, like, empty, like, pointless nostalgia. hmm the one geeky thing that I liked is we actually fucking saw a moisture farm, like an actual. <laughs> what the fuck is a moisture farm? Like they actually showed the condensers, and that the biker gang was literally stealing water from them. From mm-hmm. them. So it's like, other than spice, what the fuck else does Tatooine have other than moisture farm? So yeah, so you're gonna get rid of the revenue stream of the crime syndicate and replace it with. What?
1: Protection money? Like, hey, we won't beat you up if you pay us? Right. That's that's going to be enough to have this like huge crime syndicate? Yeah, probably not. I, so it's funny you, you bring up the empty nostalgia. And I, I really like there was a meme at one point that I saw like two or three episodes in where it's two little kids playing with Star Wars toys. And it, the caption was, uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau making the book of Boba Fett. And really, I mean, that's all it is. They're just, like, playing with the toys and in mm-hmm. an absolutely nonsensical, childish way. hmm And it's unfortunate, because it could have been great. So, yeah, I mean... The character was popular for unknown reasons. Some people... I mean, it was mysterious. The books made him popular because they took this mysterious character gave him a great backstory, gave him you know, made him a badass. And then we get to see him
0: in live action and he's he's limp. I mean He he backslid. He was a badass in the second season of the Mandalorian and he backslid into yeah. um not being that and without any real any real explanation. So let's stop beating on Boba for yeah. a second. I, and, yeah. I what's the story about? Like what yeah, the whole again, season? What's it about? He wants to take over for Job of the Hut, and he does.
1: And then gives it away.
0: Well, he doesn't really give it away. He just doesn't like the fact that he's in charge now. He's, like, uncomfortable with the fact yeah. that everyone is deferring to him and bowing to him. And that since, conveniently, Fennec Shan did what she basically said that they should have done in the first place, she kills... The leaders of all of the other crime syndicates and kills that mayor. So basically, she clears the board, so that Boba is actually, by default, in charge of all of Tatooine's crime families because she eliminated the competition. Which is what she basically said earlier in the cycle. Like mm-hmm. when she called when the when he called them all to the Chappas Palace for for a meeting. She was like, "We're gonna kill him, right? That's why you invited him here." No, 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 no. And then what she does to save the day is all by herself while everything else is happening in the finale. (laughs) She just goes and fucking murders everyone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then, just to, and then it's like you said at the end, it's just like, so you got what you wanted. I don't know if I really wanted it. Yeah. So what the hell was the point of the show?
1: Yeah, I I got it, but eh, it's not for me. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So what, where, I really feel like this entire season was, you know what, we can set up the characters and ideas for other shows and make people watch it by putting in a character that they always wanted to see. And if we pretend like this season's about that character, people will watch it. Because really, the first two episodes were about Boba Fett, and -hmm. that's it.
0: Yeah, it, it, the longer, I mean, there's only seven episodes, but the further you get into the show, it becomes less and less about Boba Fett. There even gets to a point where it almost seems like the show forgot about him, because mm-hmm. like, there was like a couple of episodes, it's like, we haven't seen Boba Fett for a while. <laughs> right. In the book of
1: Boba Fett, we get two episodes in a row of like, you don't even see him anywhere.
0: Yeah, it is weird. So, I mean, before we get to like the jumping off points to other shows, let's at least touch base on, touch base on a couple of the other characters, like Fennec Shan, like we've mentioned a couple of times. Mm-hmm. The character is interesting. The actress who plays the character is awesome. Yeah. She was kind of muted a little bit this season simply because Boba kept holding her back from doing stuff. But she's still got to be badass. Well, I mean, if he's going to be uh,
1: Jabba the Hutt, then he's got to have a hot chick on a leash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you wouldn't put uh, Fennec Shan on a leash. Yeah, unless, you, oh, wanted to, unless mean, you wanted to die.
1: I wouldn't mind it.
0: <laughs> I mean, but she was, like, even, like, a good source of, like, of comedy at times, too. Like, yeah. when they, the first time that they dropped someone into the Rancor pit, and it was like, oh, oh yeah. and, they, and the guy was freaking out, and she just leans out, it's empty! <laughs> There's nothing down there! <laughs>
1: I think she even calls him a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But, I mean, like, like again, they, they, like the two guards for Boba Fett, the, the Gamorreans that they keep, mm-hmm. she, her default was that we should kill them. They were for the... She just wants to... It's funny to me, but at least she's consistent. Her oh, yeah. answer to everything is, we should kill them.
1: <laughs> it's almost like she's an assassin.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, hey, remember Boba? We, we both used to do this for a living, be bounty hunters and kill people. Right. Um, uh, yes, I'm a hammer. Everything I see is a nail. My answer to everything is, let's kill them. Yeah. <laughs> Even like the the Mod Squad, uh, that's what I call them, the Mod Squad. Some people call them the Power Rangers because they had the very colorful um, Vespa, uh, the Star Wars equivalent of a Vespa um, moped. I,
1: I call them the only interesting part of this entire series,
0: and they're barely in it. But even them, she's like, oh, they're, they're causing trouble. Should we kill them? <laughs> she's like, she right. wants to kill everybody. <laughs> so it's like, you might argue that that's not much character development, but hey, she's consistent.
1: Hey, she's just trying to pr- bring peace to the galaxy.
0: Yes, exactly. If
1: everybody's dead, it's
0: peaceful. It's very peaceful. So yeah, so the Mod Squad was useless. You had mentioned uh, before we started recording, I didn't know that he actually had a basis in the books, but the Wookiee character is yeah, actually... Yeah.
1: Black Christantin. Yeah, okay. So yeah, he was, at least in the comic books that I've read, He he's fairly popular in there because he's just such a badass of like, he was a very well-known gladiator and like just one all the time who became a bounty hunter. Like after the gladiator pits were dissolved or something like that, he became a bounty hunter and started working in the bounty hunter groups just because he's such a badass. Like... You know everybody else is like, you know, hey, I'm really skilled at this or that, and he's just coming in like, I'm just a badass. You know, you you can you can shoot at me, you can try to fight me. I I I come from gladiators. I'm going to win. And so that that's it was really exciting. Like that's another one. Like he came on. I'm like, holy shit! Hell yeah! I can't wait to see this guy. And he's gone. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back. He's like, oh sweet, I get to see him. And Oh, off-screen he was a badass. Cool. I wonder what happened in that part that would have been interesting to see.
0: Oh, yeah, when he's basically jumped by, like, 50 guys, and we assume he's probably dead, but then he just comes... um, He comes
1: limping back, and it's like, oh, how did that happen? Oh, he must have escaped the Sarlacc pit with the match.
0: He comes limping back, and it looked like uh, maybe even a a costume problem because it looked like his foot was falling off. Because, like, the costume was falling apart, and he can't walk, but yet, moments later, he's running in a full sprint to get away from that droid. But, yeah, yeah, but it's, so, he seemed badass, and he had, for some reason, like, the, um, not brass knuckles, but, like, laser knuckle thingies, like, a Wookiee needs something more, to be more powerful. Gladiator pits, though. But yeah, because originally, he worked for the Hutts, and they had a brief appearance, again, empty nostalgia, people who look like Jabba, the Hutts are trying to claim Jabba's territory. They pretend to be peaceful. They send the, that Wookiee character to kill them. They stop him. And then again, same thing. Fennec's Chan's like, we should kill him. When the, the Hutt's like, oh, we'll just let you have him. And Fennec's like, should we kill him? No, let him go. And even the Hutt's yeah. were like, yo, you can sell him back to the gladiators maybe. Maybe make a little bit of money off of him. And we're out of here. But yeah, a wasted character in that. And then also, I know Wookiees are really badass, but part of the silliness of the finale episode. I mean, he got jumped by all those dudes. He got blasted multiple yeah. times. He got bashed around by that attack Troidy thing. Oh, just stick him in the back of the tank. He'll be fine. Yeah. But um, but in
1: defense, like, if you actually look at the previous Wookiee characters, like, most of them were... I mean, they're big, mm-hmm. but they're actually pretty thin. Okay. Like, you know... you. You, you watch Chewbacca and he raises his arm and you just kind of see the hair dangling off and it's actually a fairly thin arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really but he's really strong compared to most people. This dude's jacked. Like you look at his calves. Mm-hmm. Huge. <clears throat> so he's a Wookiee on steroids. <laughs> and the good ones. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I'm I was I was really cool with that character except for again, they didn't do Much with him. Like, and that's my problem throughout this whole thing. Like, the story elements are there, but then they don't go anywhere. Right. The character elements are there, but they don't do anything with them. Like the whole thing is just like, hey, here's some cool
0: things we could do. We might do them later. The only thing that came close to doing something, one of the other things, and we've mentioned this before too, that sometimes it's like Disney knows that a lot of people don't watch the animated series. Mm so a lot of people who are only fans or only watch the live action movies and watching a live action Star Wars television show might be a bit of a stretch for people. But, and and in part because it's Favreau and and Filoni, it's not surprising that they keep mining characters from the animated shows, which if you never watched them, it would be new to you. Like having like the Pike syndicate be the bad guys. If you never saw the animated series... You never, you didn't know anything about them. And they just came kind of like the defaults or de facto bad guys. That wasn't anything great, but they did bring one of the most badass bounty hunters that has only been seen in the animated series up until this point into this show. And he at least got to do some badass thing. So we're talking about,
1: gee, I don't know who you mean, Jim. (laughs) Whoever are you speaking of?
0: I am speaking of Cad Bane, which a lot of people freaked out when they first saw him by excitement mm-hmm. that, oh my God, he's actually in this. And again, he was a badass bounty hunter in the animated series for who, and, it, and they do allude to this in the finale, young Boba Fett, when he was a punk-ass kid, worked for mm-hmm. his gang. And he actually kind of learned how to be a bounty hunter from Cad Bane. Yeah. So his first appearance was kind of badass because we had Cobb Ant return uh, the sheriff from what they now call Freetown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Mos Pelgo was was what we it was called before they renamed it Freetown. So he comes out and he tries to Mando, which we'll get to as another character in a Went to him for help because they needed because that was the other funny thing is it's like yeah, Boba Fett thinks he's going to basically take over Tatooine and stand up to the other crime lords and the Pike Syndicate with two or three people. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, we need someone to help us. So Mando goes to see if the people of Freetown... We need some cannon fodder. Quick, <laughs> get those free people. Exactly. So after Mando gets him to agree or maybe consider, uh, consider helping, Cad Bane shows up and says, you know, the Pike Syndicate will leave you alone as long as the spice flows. As long as the spice runs through Tatooine, we don't care. But get in our way... And it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the uh, trigger happy or uh, <laughs> uh, too anxious to prove he's a badass deputy tries to step up, and Cad Bane super duper sh- kills him by shooting him many, many, many times. Yeah, that guy's definitely dead. <laughs> and then he has a more standard, sort of like traditional Western shoot off with. Uh, Cobb Hand, who we saw in The Mandalorian, is kind of badass himself, but he draws faster and he shoots him once. hmm Leaving him supposedly for dead, which we find out later. Why he didn't also, like, sh- he shoots the deputy, like, 12 times, but he only shoots Cad Bane once. Why not make sure that, that he's dead? But at least that was a badass scene, showing you, oh, like, especially if you don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, wow, who's that badass guy? But if you do, it's like, okay, that scene was pretty good.
1: Well, that's the thing, is if you watched if you watch the series, the animated series, you know he's a badass. Right. He because they show you he's a badass. Right, yes. In this series, he looks like he's probably a badass, he talks like he's a badass. He's got like one thing that he kinda does is a badass, otherwise he's just a quick draw. Right. Like, they don't give any kind of character development? Well, we don't talk about that here. Um <laughs> I mean, in fairness, he is fucking old now. Yeah, but but the still. thing that made him a badass wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't necessarily his viciousness, it wasn't necessarily his quick draw. It was the tools that he had in his tool chest. It was his ability to outthink and outmaneuver and to understand how to get what he needed done. And it's barely seen here, so uh, I think I feel like they live action wasted a character.
0: Yeah, they they showed him trying to do a little bit of mindfuckery because mm-hmm. like he has that does that scene where <clears throat> later in the in the finale where he basically tries to um, to bait Boba Fett into doing something stupid mm-hmm. so that he could gun him down, and Fenix Shan stops him by paying. He's just trying because he basically tells. Boba Fett is like, yeah, you're such a dumbass that you don't realize that the Pike Syndicate killed all of your Sand People friends and pinned it on the biker gang, and mm-hmm. you're trying to make nice-nice with them, and they're fucking laughing at you because you're such a fucking idiot. Basically, not that's not what he says, but that's the context of what he says.
1: <laughs> but that's what everybody who was watching the series was thinking.
0: Right, exactly. And, you know, why, and then, I mean, why he couldn't just gun him down right there anyway, but... So that makes a a tense standoff. And the thing that made me laugh about that scene, so Fennec Shan convinces him not to draw. So he has his hand on his gun and he stops. So instead he takes his hand off the trigger and he kind of like folds his arm and puts his hand on his blaster, which is basically his pose from the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. Pretty much whenever you saw him like at Jabba's palace, He's just standing against the wall with standing there with here's my gun. And any moment I can reach for it, but I'm not, but here's my gun. And that's just, a, he just strikes the Boba pose. Yeah. And then that's it. Um, and then the final, the final duel, so to speak, between Cad Bane and Boba wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great because again, he's getting mocked. And it, at first it seems like Cad Bane actually is going to kill him. And I would argue just like a lot of things that happen in TV and movies, if the bad guy just shut up and stopped fucking talking and just fucking kept shooting, Boba would be dead. Yeah. Because he knocked Boba's helmet off, and he could have just shot Boba in the head, dead. No, I'm going to smack talk, and I'm going to walk closer and closer and closer to you so that you can hit me with your staff. As opposed to, I should have just shot you in the head and had it be over with.
1: Which, again... In the animated series, he was a badass because he was the one that would shoot and go, you talk too much.
0: Right, exactly. And uh... and then also the whole thing of, <laughs> did he kill him? Did Boba kill him or not kill him? Right. It was like, it seemed like he killed him. It's like, if you're gonna kill him, at least kill him. But then yeah. doing the stupid thing of like the blinking light and like you would set off Mike, probably calling his droid buddy to come get him, which I was actually kind of disappointed that his his. Sir, his servant droid wasn't his servant droid's fucking hilarious in the animated <laughs> series. So he doesn't really kill him. So no. so far. almost so so Cad Bane, sorry, good was the only character that they kinda brought in for a fan service-y thing that almost kinda did something. Yeah. It's the closest that any of them came to kinda doing something, but it was still. Highly not disappointing. Highly disappointing. Yeah.
1: So far in this conversation, I like the show less than when we started. <laughs> and normally by now I've defended something enough that I'm like, okay, I like it a little bit more now because I'm thinking about different reasons to like it.
0: Yeah, normally you counter my negative points. Well, oh come on, Jim, you're being too hard. This other thing was kind of cool. And this time I'm like, You're not being harsh enough. Like you're you're being way
1: <laughs> too lenient. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's Boba Fett was popular because we don't know why. Right. The story of this doesn't exist. There is no actual through story. It's just setting up for other shit. Right. Which looks like it's going to be shit. They bring a bunch of cool characters in and ruin them. They do nothing with these fucking cool characters. This show is shit.
0: And even like the climactic battle was just fucking stupid. Yeah, it was. They bring in so the pikes pull back and they bring in these two droids with shields, force field shields, and for oh hey, it's like the original series droids in older like it looks more
1: Star Warsy now instead of more CGI. Where the fuck were these droids
0: forever now? Well not only that, but it's like why didn't the droids who are protected by force fields, and they make a big deal about how we can't fucking stop these things because of the force fields, why did the droids not just open fire immediately? Yeah. They were like tank-sized things, like way down the other end of the street. Why not just fire at the building that Boba and his gang was out in front of and just level that entire fucking block? Oh no, the droids are going to walk... All the way up to their practically point blank range away, then they start shooting and they don't fucking hit anything. I was just about, to, I'm, I'm glad
1: you just said that because I was just about to scream it. It drives me absolutely batshit when <laughs> droids miss. Yes. Why? No
0: droid should ever miss any shot ever. You had that criticism, rightful criticism, about the prequels. It's like the droids should have been bad. They should not have been the droid equivalent of fucking stormtroopers who can't hit the broad side of a barn. They should be precise killing machines. Exactly. But even these droids, you don't even have to be precise. They have these, like, gigantic guns. You don't even need accuracy. Just fucking nonstop fire until there's nothing left. Why?
1: Yeah. it makes. Oh, no, they hid behind this wall that, like, three shots took out most of the wall already. But I'm just going to stop shooting until they peek out at me. <laughs> when I can just shoot three more times, and the wall they're hiding behind is gone. <laughs> yeah. No, <there's>... Not not <sighs> to mention
0: the fact that, I mean, not all of it was terrible, but not, not to mention the fact that... i I'm oh, it getting, was all terrible. I'm getting tired of the... Beskar armor is really awesome. Mando and... Uh, Boba spent way too much fucking time just standing out in the fucking open middle of the street getting hit with blaster bolt after blaster bolt after blaster bolt that conveniently does not hit any of the vulnerable pieces of the armor. Right. Wild side tangents. You've been watching Peacekeeper, right? Peacemaker? Peacemaker. Yeah. Right? Well, mostly, yeah. You're all the way caught up with it? No. Fuck.
1: <laughs> but I wouldn't want to spoil it for people anyway.
0: Okay. There's a really good... Fuck. There's a really good Peacemaker joke I could make. <laughs> um, but I won't because you may not have seen it. So uh, we can just edit that out. But again, like we've talked about in previous episodes, yes, we know the Baskar armor is badass, but come on. Something had to eventually hit a weak point... Or get or, through... Or maybe one of those large gaps where the b- armor isn't. Yeah, because again, otherwise they would not be able to fucking move their arms or legs. Right. There are... De- but And then there's another part of it. Okay, th- it keeps hitting the armor.
1: Why are they suddenly like, Oh no, now I'm, I'm almost beaten. Because it keeps hitting this armor and doing absolutely nothing to me. Like, it would... Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it was something really physical hitting with a lot of force okay yeah that would still hurt and getting hit over that yeah it it would start to wear you down mm-hmm. we're talking about blaster bolts right which is basically just getting shot with heat mm-hmm. it's not a physical force
0: it's not like uh, It's weird being on this side of the conversation. It's it's usually me that is making all of these, like, uh, exasperated noises. I I can't even put it into
1: words at this point. So let's let's just wrap. Let's talk about the other characters. Well,
0: well, one more last thing, just because it's related to that sort of dumbass final confrontation with the droid things. So these droids, when they start shooting, even though they're not fucking hitting anything... Boba's like, oh, my God, they're going to destroy the city. We got to stop them. (laughs) Hey, Mando, can you keep them busy for a second? I got an idea. And he goes off, because earlier in the season, they made a big deal about how the Hutts gave him a gift of a Rancor. Because I mentioned earlier his Rancor pit at Jabba's Palace was empty. So he got a Rancor, and he said he wanted to learn how to ride it, which is actually a Bad Batch uh, illusion, which I'll get to in a second. So Boba comes, and riding his Rancor... And fucking destroys most of the fucking city with his Rancor, which he said he went to get because he thought the droids were going to destroy the city. Plus, okay, Rancors are really powerful creatures, okay? Mm-hmm. The fucking thing got pummeled with blaster bolts repeatedly and, and didn't die. Yeah. It's like I get—I I don't know—did the did the Rancor have Bascar armor on? And on top of
1: that, oh look, Boba Fett riding a Rancor! Wow, he must be really badass. What does he do with it? Oh, he gets thrown off of it. Oh, well, does he do any cool fighty things while he's riding the? No, the Rancor does everything. He just sits there. Okay, well, then after he falls off of it, does he, like, get back up and, like, fly back on? No, no, he, he he's basically more or less dead for a while. Until we need him again. <laughs> okay, so where is he badass? Oh, but he looked badass when he was riding the Rancor. Mm-hmm. But where is he actually badass? Hey, uh, <coughs> um,
0: hey remember Fennec Shand? She's cool. <laughs> Well, first off, side tangent, which is dumb to say, a tangent is a side. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, tangent tangent. (laughs) Um, The reason, in part, that he is riding a rancor is an allusion to the Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. Because if people remember, again, this is one of those things like, you saw the show, but you forgot because the show was mostly forgettable. But in that show, the character Omega is actually Boba Fett's sister, who actually meets Fennec Shand in the Bad Batch. Fennec Shan knows that Omega is Boba Fett's sister. Kind of weird that she's not in this show. Maybe she will be in a potential second season. But in that show, the Bad Batch and Omega, who is basically a female clone of the same age as Boba Fett, because uh, Boba Fett, they mentioned in that show, he was Alpha and she was Omega. Why she didn't go with her dad. We won't go into those boring plateau deals. But in the Bad Batch, they rescue a baby Rancor and Omega rides it. So it's like, hey, look, Boba rides Rancors just like his sister rides Rancors.
1: Yay. So Fennec Shan knows all of that. Yes. Why not at the end, if you're not going to have her in it, you know, at the end when they're trying to figure out, hey, what are we going to do next?
0: Just simple. Hey, did you know you have a sister? Or for that matter, I don't think this would have been any uh, better or anything. You know what? The fucking Bad Batch could have been in the show. Oh, that could have been the
1: army. Like, the people that they called. Right. We, How, we need Hey, help. we need people. <clears throat> hey, what about
0: your sister? I have a sister? Yeah, you have a sister. Hey, hey let uh, me call her. And... She has four adopted brothers who are ex-clone, badass fucking motherfuckers. Yes. Ah, uh, dude, we actually made this show cool now. It oh, cl- wait, it didn't fucking happen! <laughs> Plus, also, it's like, just I'll, I'll talk about this later, too. It's like, you why, where is the fucking obvious cross-promotion stuff? They're bringing in characters, like I said, allusions to things, like bringing Cad Bane in from the animated series, alluding to Omega riding the Rancor, why not just go full on with it and have a live action version of the fucking Bad Batch and Boba's sister, who would be his age now, because they're the same fucking age, show up as, like you just said, we need backup. Chan's like, you're going to like who I'm going to call, right? <laughs> We've got just the people that can take care of this. Oh, Plus, you're like a virtuous person now who like cares about people and shit, which I think is weird. Fennec Chan saying that because I don't fucking get it. But you know what? You're basically, that's your sister. She loves everyone and doesn't want to kill anybody. She rides Rancors and she loves people. Hey, why don't we bring her in? You guys can be king and queen of Tatooine, I guess, because you're basically similar. That was kind of the other thing, too. It's like, did they mention this in the Game of Thrones? Kind of. Exactly. It's like, they basically took weirdly, is like, if you want to try to explain it somewhat, why is Boba Fett? like a, a, a kind of a good guy now. I don't know if they're trying to make it like, well, his sister had that good guy personality. Are they trying to make him like Omega? Again, would have made fucking sense if Omega was the one who came to... Ta- and, and Boba Fett, like Fennec Shan was like, let's fucking kill everybody. That's the only way fucking shit gets done. We fucking murder everybody. And Omega's the one who convinces mm-hmm. him to try a different path. So,
1: of course, Filoni listens to this. <laughs> we so, have him on speed dial, yo! So, so now he's going to be like, oh, shit, I should have done that! <laughs> Next season. <Yeah>. Next season. <laughs> All right, so let, let's... <laughs> We've been putting putting off our rants yes.
0: for the end. <laughs> we, we started this before the recording saying, let's hold off our rants till the end. Let's try to talk about the other stuff first, because we don't want to go off all ranty. Yeah, so now let's get into
1: the stuff that really pissed us off.
0: <laughs> all righty then. <clears throat> okay. When the show... Became the Mandalorian season three preview, right? (laughs) (laughs) So
1: yeah, we had an entire episode just about the Mandalorian had nothing to do with Boba Fett whatsoever. And the whole thing was like, Hey, let's, let's build me a cool new ship because we, in the next season, we're going to have to explain why he has a cool new ship. Hey, let's just throw that into book of Boba Fett. We're just throwing random shit in there anyway, so we might as well just throw that in there. Let's have that be half of the fucking episode is just them building a ship. Plus, let's, like,
0: not... We we went into, we described earlier, they gave us unnecessary detail so that we could understand fucking everywhere Boba Fett has been and everything that Boba Fett has done, which was boring as fuck, but they showed us all of it. Yeah. Mando just shows up. Um, you still have the dark saber. Um, what about Bo-Katan? Did, did what I did? Where have you been? Uh, now you're just on like some bounty thing. And now you're back with the armorer and the one other Mandalorian who survived basically dying for you to get away from that planet in season one. Uh, uh, And you don't have a ship. How did you get to wherever you want? What happens? Oh, we're not going to tell you any of that. We'll tell you all the fuck, the entire, the entire fucking travel itinerary of Boba Fett. We'll just have Mando show up completely fucking unexplained.
1: And On top of that, Mando shows up with the armor and the one other guy that survived. And they're all like, hey, we're glad. You know, that's what we do for each other.
0: We're brothers. Oh, by the way, you're not a Mandalorian anymore. Leave. The only part of that, that, almost, I mean, a couple of things about that. I mean, I'm glad that the Armorer came back because I like the Armorer. I geeked out a little bit about the fact that the dude who challenges him to the duel is from Clan Vizsla. And like they said accurately, that's the clan that the Dark sabers are rich. That's the Jedi who was also a Mandalorian mm-hmm. came from Clan Vizsla. He's like, that is my birthright, but I need to challenge you to a fight over it. You know, again, makes sense. But before that, it's like, before we jump into that for a second, the dumbass thing is like, oh, you have a a Bascar spear? Bascar shouldn't it be used as a weapon. That's wrong. You shouldn't do that. So I'll melt down an entire Bascar uh, staff to make you a little, we don't see it until later, but make you a little chainmail fucking shirt for Groku. It's like, uh, okay, and then okay, challenge him for the dark saber. Cause we got a little bit of a, again, a one sided. Oh, Bo Katan, she's a fucking stupid bitch. She deserves what she got. She's not a Mandalorian. She she's a poser. Yeah. She she's a a horrible disgrace. She thought she was deserved the throne by blood right, and she was just given the dark saber. She's fucking stupid. Okay, well, um, let's fight. You shouldn't have the Darksaber either, Din Let's fight. And then he loses. The guy who challenged him loses the fight. So now, should we do something interesting? No. Have you ever taken off your helmet before? Um, why are we talking about this? Um, yeah. Oh, well, fuck you. You're not a Mandalorian anymore. Wait, aren't I the leader of the Mandalorians at this point? Because I have the fucking Darksaber, which you just said, and I just beat the fucking guy who challenged me to try to take it away from me. But because I took off my helmet, which even Bo-Katan explained for us in the second season of Mandalorian, it's like, that's the fucking stupid death wash thing. They're a fucking nutty fucking batshit crazy cult. Not only the matches, we've made fun of this many times before. It's like, what the fuck? You never take off your helmet to eat, to sleep? To anything. Right. Who gives a fuck? And this whole thing is like, well, maybe you could be our, our leader. But have you taken off your helmet? And you gotta imagine it's like, why wouldn't this? like, nope, never taking right. off my helmet? Because <laughs> <laughs> what it's or, like or oh, been Dina. like I would have died if I didn't, so yeah, I or did. All right, it's like, but then it's like, oh no, you did, so you're not a Mandalorian anymore. So like, and then he was, he was like, so can I like like Atone for that? Oh yeah, you got to go to like one of those like underground caverns on Mandalore and do some right. Yeah, but all of those have been destroyed. Yep, you're pretty much screwed. You're not a Mandalorian anymore. So he basically gets kicked out of the club. Yeah. So it's like, what? So it's like, so it was just frustrating that they didn't connect how Mando got there and what happened with Bo Katan, and then instead of those people maybe potentially being in the third season of Mandalorian, and actually again. I want Mandalorian Game of Thrones. I want the fucking The Mandalorians to be what right. that show is about. But we just got that frustrating, you know, fuck off, you're not a Mandalorian anymore.
1: And really, his answer when they asked him, like, have you ever taken your helmet off? His answer should have been like, wait, you've never taken your helmet How bad does
0: it stink in there? Exactly. It makes no fucking sense. <sighs> I mean, Bo-Katan rightfully made fun of it in season two. Yeah. They have never had anyone explain why are you not supposed to take your helmet off? What the fuck is the point of that? Right. We alluded to maybe some of the things going back to the Death Watch days where they had to keep their helmet on in the Death Watch days because back then, they were the only Mandalorians who were armored up. And the rest mm-hmm. of the Mandalorian society had turned its back on its warrior ways. So the only way that Clan Visla who does take off his fucking helmet in the animated series, they keep their fucking helmets on so no one knows which Mandalorians have taken back up the warrior path again. And even when the fucking guy from Clan Visla fights against Sabine Ren and Rebels, he has his fucking helmet off. So fuck you, if you're never going to fucking explain this dumbass, you can't take your helmet off. And apparently it is the most important thing in all of Mandalorianville because it doesn't matter. Like you said, you have the fucking Darksaber. You won it in combat, but oh my God, you took your helmet off? Why does that fucking matter? It's so fucking stupid and they've never given us a fucking explanation other than, oh, you know what? I'll explain it for you. This is the way. Fuck you. What does that mean? I fucking can't stand that. And now we're going into a third season of The Mandalorian and we're still dealing with this fucking stupid-ass bullshit. I really hope the third season of Mandalorian is called
1: Mandalorianville. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) Um, By the way, warning,
0: vulgarity. (laughs) So again, and again, it was a relatively short part of that episode too. Is like, why? It's the book of Boba Fett. It seems like if that thing, that should have been like, like an in the Mandalorian season three. Yeah. Like, what? Why are we even? Why? It had zero to do other than, hey,
1: he got this is how he got his ship.
0: Like the only thing that would have made sense maybe, is if he convinced the armorer and that clan Vizsla guy for some weird unexplained reason comes back to Tatooine with them and helps them fight hey this is the way come help me and they actually help Boba Fett and f- and maybe find a way to bring Boba Fett into their fold right and then maybe at the end of that either have a weird scene or have that in the middle Again, it this was had nothing like you said it had nothing to do with the story except for Making the little shirt
1: for Grogu, so then that's why he leaves and comes back to the fucking story, even though we
0: were fucking finally finished with that little shit. Yeah, that's the other thing that just was so fucking annoying. As I've said, me, much more so than you, I have argued in the two seasons of The Mandalorian that the fucking show is ruined by Grogu because when he's on the show, he becomes... What the whole fucking show is about? Yeah. Like I said, we've had two seasons of The Mandalorian, and every time Din Jaren has a chance to step up and maybe be the story be about him, whoop! Baby Yoda, Grogu, all about you. And I was so happy. Like we said at the end of the second season, a two season arc where Din Jaren's like, find a Jedi, give Grogu to the Jedi, finish that mission. Right. Great. We're done. Season three, we can go do something else. Nope. Grogu's back. Which is why it was also fucking stupid and it happens in episode six. They didn't even bother to show us. They just had us... Grogu was presented with a choice. You can either join the Jedi or you can go back to Din Djarin. They do not even bother to show us what choice he made, but also we knew immediately what choice he was going yeah. to make. It's like, he's going to be on the fucking show. And again, why did that have to happen in the book of Boba Fett? Because they wanted Groku to come to Tatooine to put the Rancor to sleep with the Force so he could take a nap with it. Because yep. they wanted that fucking scene. Oh, yeah. That's the only because re- otherwise we'd be like, why couldn't it just have been at the end of the season, Dinjarin is contacted by Luke to go to that planet and right. that's, and to pick up Groku because Groku has decided to go. And again, the other thing that they do is like, well, Groku decided not to stay with Luke. I jumped over him. We'll get to him in a second. So shouldn't you go bring, if you're not going to contact Dinjarin to come get Groku, shouldn't you at least bring Groku back to Din Djarin, oh no fuck that I'll just have R2 fly him there in my X-Wing why because if Luke went back and wandered into that fight Luke would have got involved and Luke would have fucking taken care of everything just like he fucking did at the end of the second season of the Mandalorian so we can't do that so we'll just have R2 be the fucking Star Wars FedEx driver
1: right <laughs> And it would have cost a lot to put him in it.
0: In that, too. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck?
1: Yeah. It, I, I, I guarantee all of that was the studio execs going, no, you need to put Baby Yoda in it. Well, he doesn't make sense to be in this. He's off doing something else. No, you need, he's got to be in it and he's got to do something cute. Right. And so, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. All of the ruining of this was a studio exec saying, "No, we need we need Mando to be in it and doing this. We need Baby Yoda in it doing this." And they had so many notes in it that it ruined what they really wanted to do.
0: Maybe <clears throat> some people have tried to defend uh, Favreau and Filoni by wondering if they've lost to the House of the Mouse. Yeah, because they seem to have done a reasonably good job of towing that line in the second season of The Mandalorian. They took a show that I didn't like and at least turned it into something that was enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. But in this, maybe that's the answer. It's like they were forced <laughs> to do some of these things that they didn't agree with either, but they had no choice but to do Like you said, they were forced to to put it back in there. And it it, it serves no purpose. Again, it has nothing to do with fucking Boba Fett. It, it was just because let's have a cutesy scene where Grogu can just have whatever force powers he needs to have at any particular time. We have seen Jedi in other media medium demonstrate the ability to control animals. Not all Jedi can do it because like, not all Jedi have all mm-hmm. powers. But let's conveniently let him do that. But again, all because it will be cute because Grogu, like we've also complained about before, when he uses the force too much, he gets sleepy. So let's have him put the Rancor to sleep so that they can take a nap together. Yeah.
1: But in the episode where they went to go... When he went to Grogu to see him... <clears throat> gets out. Kind of hanging out there. They're building everything. R2-D2 is like, yeah, sit there. I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then, holy shit, Ahsoka Tana shows up.
0: First off, before you even go to Ahsoka... The other thing that was dumbass about that, right? Din Djarin goes to that planet because he he want he, he misses mm-hmm. Groku and he wants to visit him. If he was fucking allowed to visit him, he would have just taken Groku with him then. Why not just let Din Djarin sit there while Groku makes his fucking decision and have Luke come out and say, he chose you, bye-bye. Well, he didn't. He wasn't given the choice till after he left. I know, but they still yeah. need... I, the reason is because they needed Din Djarin, because again... When Groku's around, he's fucking in the way. So, that's (laughs) the way. So, Din needed to go do some shit without having Groku in the way. Then they'll send him back later. Yeah. But it was fucking stupid. When it's
1: convenient, he'll just randomly show up.
0: Exactly. He he goes to visit Groku, and he's basically said, oh, you you shouldn't see him because his attachment to you will be a distraction, so you need to go away. And then they just send him back to him. But, I'm sorry. Yeah. The real problem, the real, that didn't bother me as much. The real problem, and we're talking about episode six, the next to last episode, the fucking reason that I even decided to watch this show was because, oh, Luke and Ahsoka are in it? Okay. I almost was like, I was like, maybe I should only watch that episode (laughs) because I hadn't been watching the show. I was like, I'll probably be a little confused. I wouldn't have been. No, not at all. I said, I'll, I'll watch it from the beginning but I only did that just to get to that episode. And oh my God. Oh my God. All you would have
1: missed. So if the show was watching paint dry, you would have missed them choosing the color.
0: (laughs) Yes. But oh my God, in a show, like we have said, that is, was so not bad, but just so fundamentally uninteresting. If there was a fucking episode that it could at least salvage... Well, this will be interesting. Mm -hmm. This was the fucking episode, and it might have actually fucking been even more boring than the rest of the fucking series. Oh, yeah. Easily. So I cut you off. Go
1: ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, Ahsoka shows up, and you're like, holy shit. Ahsoka is on the planet with fucking Luke training Grogu. Oh, my God. This is it. This is Star Wars. This is the Star Wars I wanted to see of them building the Jedi Order. Fuck yes! What does Ahsoka do? Oh, she stands there, right? Oh, what does what, is, what is, does she interact with anybody? No, no, she just stands there. She 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 talks very briefly to Luke.
0: Well, that's just the thing. It's like she has a longer conversation with Din, Jaren, with Mando, and it was almost like with the Luke scenes. It was almost like. Hey, look! In one camera shot, Ahsoka Tano and Luke Skywalker are in the shot together, and it's almost like that's it. We're not actually going to have them talk or yeah. do anything. Hey, Star Wars fans, look! They're on a they're in the scene together, and they even like try the. Fuck was like before she even she was first in the scene with Dingeron. She's like, "Why are you here? Oh, I'm an old friend of the family." So was like people like, "Oh, okay." So she knows who Luke is and Luke knows who she is. That's kind of cool. They have a conversation, like a, like not even a conversation, like a tiny little back and forth where the line that she says makes sense, but it makes no sense when you actually look at the context of the conversation. Cause she says a line of, Oh, so much like your father. In other words, again, Hey, they know each other. They know who each other is. But that in that conversation, Luke is lamenting, I don't know if I'm actually training Groku or if he's just remembering, because mm-hmm. uh, he spent a lot of time with other Jedi. He might just be remembering stuff that he was taught before. And to that point, Ahsoka says, oh, so like your father, which makes no fucking sense what the line should have been should have been uh Luke being like, I'm I'm concerned about training him. I sense the fear in him, I sense the anger in him. Maybe it would be a bad idea to train him, and if Ahsoka said to that, so much like your father, that would make sense. Or or something like, It seemed really
1: natural to your father too.
0: Right. I mean again, it's like they Like, trying to, like, tease us with the fact, hey, look, they know each other. Yeah. And, and almost like saying, well, at some point, again, we'll show you every fucking boring thing that Boba Fett did. There must have been, obviously, a scene that we never saw where Luke and Ahsoka met each other for the first time and had a heart-to-heart conversation about... Because mm-hmm. at first, Luke would be like, who the fuck are you? Right? Oh, I was the Padawan to your father, Anakin Skywalker, I knew him before he was Darth Vader. And I have a long history with you that, that you may never have actually been told by anybody. Yeah, Who knows? That conversation that must have happened, we never see. And they don't even actually, even, and then even at the end of that, um, Ahsoka's leaving and looks like, am I ever going to see you again? Perhaps. Fuck you! Fuck you! Either fucking put the characters together or don't fucking have them interact with each other at all. Right. That whole thing. So what? Ahsoka has her own series. Maybe Luke will be in it. Fuck off. Just fuck right the fuck off. It's like, why bother putting them in the episode together if you're not going to fucking do anything with it?
1: There's a very natural. All right. Ahsoka's not a Jedi anymore. She left the Jedi because she didn't agree with the direction they were going. She thought they should be going a more peaceful direction. hmm <laughs> Here you have Luke Skywalker, who knows jack shit about being a Jedi, or what the Jedi Order was, that's trying to rebuild the Jedi Order, but he doesn't know how to do it. And so you've got Ahsoka, who understands the Jedi, understands what the Jedi should be, and a guy that's trying to build the Jedi Order... <clears throat> Why the fuck wouldn't she be like, oh, here's what they did, or here's what the flaws are, here's what we should do, and here, and here I'll help you get it in place and build the Jedi Order the way that it should have fucking been in the first place. And God fucking damn it, no. Nope, I'm just gonna
0: leave. Have fun building your little club. Exactly. She not only was a Padawan to one of the most powerful Jedi, she fucking knew Yoda, knew Mace Windu, knew Obi-Wan Kenobi. She fucking knows... All about the Jedi. She had major problems with it. She got framed for murder and not stood up for So she got really rightfully angry at the Jedi and left the Order. Plus, again, that whole thing that she even alluded to in the second season of Mandalorian, well, I'm not a Jedi anymore. You know what? Shut the fuck up. The story writers It's like, yeah, but there are no fucking Jedi anymore. They're all dead. We're starting from scratch. You're building a new Order. Why not? I'm sorry. Again... The the sequel trilogy fucks some stuff up. In my opinion, Ahsoka should be the grand master of the new Jedi Order, and Luke should be learning from from her. Oh, yeah, of course. That that just that makes sense.
1: So it has actually always bothered me how Luke went away in the original trilogy and then came back a Jedi master somehow. Like where where did he learn <clears throat> that in between? Right. Like, th- was it the Force Ghosts teaching him? Like, what What, what was it? Mm-hmm. Here was the perfect fucking opportunity... To say <coughs> that Ahsoka helped train him. Ahsoka helped show
0: him the way. Plus... The whole thing from the second season of the Minerorian... That was fucking stupid. When Din Jaren tries to give Grogu to her... He's like, I'm not a Jedi... But go to this fucking planet... Where there's these temple ruins and try to contact someone, maybe someone will answer you? She fucking knows Luke! You just showed us that she fucking knows Luke! Why the fuck didn't she just say, oh yeah, this is guy, Luke Skywalker, that I know, you should take Groku to him. Right. What? Here's his phone number. Right. And, going a little bit Sorry, off the- Sorry, space phone number. Space phone number. Uh, his, uh, holo uh, channel. <laughs> but back to your point, in the, in the original trilogy, Luke goes from barely trained at all to almost badass ready to be a Jedi Knight. We, we don't see how. I I argued at the end of the second season in The Mandalorian, it was a massive overcorrection of how much they made Luke a fucking punk ass, whiny bish, I quit and take my lightsaber home with me uh, in the mm. sequel trilogy. But he shows up only five years after the events of the Return of the Jedi in a fucking Vader level fucking badass moment mowing through the dark troopers like they're fucking nothing right how did he go from barely able to fight darth vader whose heart wasn't even in it because he didn't want to kill his own son in return of the jedi to i'm the baddest motherfucker in the galaxy you know how you could have explained that in between ahsoka trained luke who was one
1: of the most badass motherfuckers.
0: Exactly. And then it would make sense why Luke is so badass. It would also make sense why Ahsoka would be like, okay, I've taught you what you need to know so that you can get started with the right. Jedi Academy now. Not a. Plus, that was the other thing that fucking pissed me off. This episode almost actually put Luke back to a believable point. He was too badass at the end of the second season as a Mandalorian. He's a fucking... He's portrayed as like an idealistic idiot in this episode. Uh, I have all of these Jedi platitudes, so I'm wise and I say them about the importance of balance and stuff. And hey, look, I can use a lightsaber. Watch me do all of the, the basic forms. That's how I would imagine Luke to be at that point, only five years after the return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. no. They wouldn't make such. You know what would have been great? What would have been fucking made everyone go fucking crazy? Hey, Ahsoka, I'm trying to show Grogu lightsaber techniques. Can you come over here and spar with me for a moment? And then Luke and Ahsoka spar to demonstrate lightsaber technique for Grogu. How fucking awesome would it have been to see them? Yeah, and would not have been a fight... They just would have been sparring, but they could have had fun with it. Oh, and yeah. It would have been fucking awesome.
1: Oh, I'm excited. But no, nope, not going to do that. Dude, nope. We just wrote a way better series.
0: I'm about to say it's like... In, in it's not even fucking in an hard. hour, yeah. we wrote a
1: better series. It's not even,
0: even fucking... Mean, it's like, it's not even fucking... I mean, if actually, even if they did some of that stuff... I might have fucking complained. It's like, oh, they fucking took the easy road. They made them spar. Gee, that's kind of dumb. If anybody could have fucking come up with that stupid story. That doesn't even take any fucking originality. <laughs> that's, that sounds pretty, yeah. So, would've... I mean, I would've probably would have said, but the fact that they didn't even do that, <laughs> if you're going to go for like fan service nostalgia and put them in an episode together, it's like, why not at least do that? Right. And wouldn't even have taken. That was the sort of thing is like the episode. Wasn't very long, but the things that we just talked about doing uh, that would improve it, they wouldn't have the same exact amount of runtime. It wouldn't have taken any more time to do the things that we've talked about, and wouldn't mean it's so much fucking better. There's one other thing I fucking that annoys well, me about it, but I'll well, let you go first. I, I want to
1: jump in with one okay. thing really quick about if they would have sparred, what would have made it great was to have Ahsoka just dominate Luke. Right. And just like completely like he was on oh. his heels the whole time, mm-hmm. falls backwards, trips over at rock, just like gets his ass whooped. And she's barely breaking a sweat and is like, oh, sorry, I forgot that you're, you weren't fully trained. Right. And would have put so much in perspective.
0: Right. Ah. What could have been? What could have been and what should have been? And again, the other thing that fucking annoys me about all this in the second season of The Mandalorian, it made sense, right, that Ahsoka was looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn. Now, again, mm-hmm. if you haven't watched the animated series before The Mandalorian second season, you had no idea who the fuck Ahsoka Tidda was anyway. But Star Wars nerds like us knew, oh, if she's looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn, then she's looking for Ezra Bridger which is actually the last place we saw her at the end of the Rebels television series when they fast-forwarded through to the end of the original trilogy. She goes, because Ezra Bridger makes a sacrifice to take Grand Admiral Thrawn off the board to help the Rebellion, and at the end of the Rebels series, she goes and gets Sabine Wren, the Mandalorian that ran with that crew, and said, it's time now, we have to go find Ezra. So we already knew that that was the quest that they were on. Again, for, for people who are listening, again, who didn't see the Rebels animated series, uh, Ezra Bridger is a Jedi Padawan who was being trained by one of the Jedi Padawans who survived Order 66. So he was a kind of sort of Jedi, and he came into his own in the Rebels animated series. It was kind of pretty badass in his own right, but he was still young. Mm-hmm. So she's going to find Ezra. Luke, they were saying that Grogu would be Luke's first student. Luke needs people who were Force-powerful and who know the Jedi arts. Ahsoka not only should be there teaching Luke, but if Luke's like, where are you going? Oh, Ezra Bridger, who you might not know, saved your ass before you were even born and really did the, the rebellion a solid and made a huge sacrifice. I, th- I really feel... That he's alive, and I owe him because he saved my life, so I have to go find him. And look, people like, oh, I should come with you. Right. I need Jedi. You, hey, if for no other reason, can I tag along Ahsoka? And while I'm helping you out with this, you can teach me more of the things that you learn because you spent time with the Jedi. So I'll I'll come help you. Like, I'll pay you back. Like, if you don't want to lead the new Jedi Order, okay, that's cool. That's cool. But can I tag along on this mission with you? I'll help you find this Ezra Bridger kid, uh, guy, and along the way, you can teach me what you know. And along with that, in very much Luke-esque, oh,
1: you might be going into a dangerous situation. I better go with you in case you need help.
0: Right. Cuz we've also shown in that episode Luke has fucking nothing else better to do. He has no other fucking students. Right. Right now. And he's not he's got droids that are building everything. Right. Say, like, hey guys, yeah, R2 Like, supervise the droids and build shit for me. I'll be back, right? Again, the answer is because they don't want Luke to be a character in the Ahsoka series because they want the Ahsoka series to be about Ahsoka. I understand that, but it just doesn't fucking make sense. All right, I think we should
1: cut off here because our... Hey, let's record a quick episode is... Coming up on an hour and
0: a half here soon. Okay, so I just want to I just want to, <laughs> say, just want to say one last thing, and this is why it was it, it's, again, it's silly. The stuff about the 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 book of Boba Fett stuff is not about the book of Boba Fett. We got pulled off on these other tangents. I blame the sequel trilogy for all of this. I say that Star Wars needed the equivalent of a Kevin Feige, someone who could look at the bigger overarching plot of stuff. If the mm-hmm. sequel trilogy had not even was not made yet an argument can be made that Disney should have made the Star Wars television series first because then we would have an open storytelling space for what's happening above it. But even if the sequel trilogy had already been made, like it did, if someone like a Kevin Feige could have said, okay, here's a few story framework things that we just need you to, to insert, won't really fuck with the movies at all, but will really help set up other stories we're going to tell. Mm-hmm. Number one, at some point, tell Rey that she's Obi-Wan Kenobi's granddaughter. Don't explain how we're doing a Kenobi series. We'll explain it there. Number two, have Luke say in way of of how the audience and Mm Ray finds out. I knew your grandfather. He was my first teacher. His sacrifice was noble. I also knew your godmother. Her story is so tragic. Her name was Ahsoka Tano. That's it. Now, again, the people who didn't know the animated series were like, what the fuck is all that about? But then the Kenobi series could have explained how we got from Obi-Wan to Rey, how she's a part of the Kenobi family and making Ahsoka kind of involved in that story gives you something to do. And then also, then you also could have even said, Hey, Hey, Luke and Ahsoka had some kind of a history. It would have given... It wouldn't have fucked with the sequel trilogy stories at all. It would have given the television series something, hey, we can fill in the blank and tell a story and and have this framework all rolled out instead of blowing up the fucking Luke Skywalker story with the whole, he shut himself off from the Force and quit because six years before the beginning of the sequel trilogy, the Jedi Academy got blown up and everybody got killed. Then there's like, it makes the fucking story have no place to go. Yeah. No. They could have connected or laid the narrative framework for them to connect this to the sequel trilogy without having to do much other than just simply not blow up the fucking storylines like they did. Yep. It's my last point there. Cause again, yeah. cause again, like we've, like we've said many times before in hindsight, Ahsoka should have been in the fucking sequel trilogy. Even if she also, like Luke, had to die to make way for Rey, it just doesn't make sense that she wasn't involved in Uh, something. Unless she dies before that. Well, like I said, the the story idea that I just said kind of was a way to do that. It's like, yeah, Yeah. her story is tragic, meaning that, yeah, she's dead. So it's just like your grandfather's dead, too. His name was Obi-Wan Kenobi. You won't meet him. He's dead. Your godmother's also dead, too. Tragic because she spent
1: three seasons tracking Thrawn to find Ezra, only to find out Ezra had gone dark side and killed her
0: right and then maybe maybe you could have also shown that or again or if you maybe even have Luke allude to that someone else that that mm-hmm. that it wasn't just Kylo Ren it's like that Ahsoka and Luke were working to, that they feared that there was a dark shadow behind all of this, that it wasn't just Kylo Ren. Something else was going on and we lost your godmother during that search. And then we find out later that, again, going back, that there needed to be a story to allude that Palpatine was coming back. Mm -hmm. They could have fucking, yeah, because maybe, like you said, maybe Palpatine did what he tried to do in the Rebels animated series and actually converted Ezra and turned him to the dark side. And maybe Ezra... Was fucking going around and doing shit for Palpatine. Ahsoka finds out about it, and that's how they both die. Again, you could you would have had right. a story you could have told. All right, so Filoni,
1: we work from home. <laughs> we'll help y'all with this shit. <clears throat> so yeah, let's let's go ahead and wrap wrap this guy up. Okay, uh, what, you ha- you have a metaphorical rating, right? Yes, I do. You okay. want you want to go first? No, you you
0: can, me? um, you can go first. I All think right. yours
1: is probably better. All right, so my rating is. League of Extraordinary Bounty Hunters. (laughs) So the movie League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I have always maintained, has all of the framework to be great. It's got all the characters needed to be great. And it just biffed. And that's exactly this, this series, this whole season. Like, all the framework was there. All the characters were there. All the pieces were there. And instead of building the Lego set, they just made a house. <laughs> and, and they just kind of put all the toys in the house and went, oh, look, cool. See those toys? It's like, hey, that Lego set was supposed to be like the whole fucking Death Star. You made a house. Yeah, but it's a cool house. It, it's just a house. Yeah, but look at all the characters that are in it. If you'd have built the fucking Death Star... The characters could have done shit. Now mm-hmm. they're just stuffed in a house. They're having tea. What the fuck?
0: <sighs> I didn't plan any of that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I, again, I, I can't disagree. Somewhat uh, somewhat similar. My, my metaphorical rating is The Boring Book of Forgettable Fet. Again, this show was... It's almost amazing that it was so completely uninteresting and it's making me revisit a question that we've asked before. It's like, if you say you're a fan of Star Wars, do you have to watch everything? And I'm starting to slowly come to uh, the realization that I I think I'm going to not because I'm I'm really not enjoying most of the um, Disney ownership of Mm -hmm. Star Wars. And, I mean, this was even more disappointing than The Bad Batch and even more unrewatchable than The Bad Batch. But not only was this boring, I only alluded to to it earlier, and I won't go into any detail. The reason I call it the boring book of forgettable Fett is not only was this show boring, but the way that they have characterized Boba Fett is the most forgettable version of him. Mm -hmm. I know a version of the character from the extended universe, expanded universe legends novels and non-canon material that is so much better than what was portrayed in the series. And unfortunately, because of what they're doing with the Mandalorian and other reasons I won't get into, they simply can't do that version of him. Why they had to create this completely forgettable version of him, I don't understand. Like we said off the yeah. top, I don't really understand the appeal of Boba Fett in general. I definitely don't understand understand the appeal of this version right. of Boba Fett. So
1: I will end with to what you said about if you're a fan of Star Wars, do you have to watch these? Yeah. I would I'm actually starting to go to the point of I'm watching these as a fan, starting to wonder if I'm a fan anymore. Like maybe I don't like Star Wars.
0: I mean, you have said in in past episodes, again talking around the Mandalorian, you have said that give me all the Star Wars. You know, if it's Star Wars, I'll consume it. Like mm-hmm. you would, you have even said that you might even be more in the target audience than I am because I'm the super duper nerd who has read everything except for the comic books. Mm-hmm. I've read literally probably 50 Star Wars Legends novels. I'm super duper nerdy. And that's why a lot of the stuff, like I said, I know a version of his character that annoys me. You have said that, yeah, you've watched all of the live action stuff. You've watched the animation. You've seen some of the comic books, but you think that, you know, they're giving you the stuff that you want to see. Because again, you would say on many times, give me all of the Star Wars. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever heard you say, maybe I don't want all the Star Wars.
1: Yeah. And, because and maybe it's because this isn't Star Wars it is
0: Star I, I, Wars but no it, it's 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 unmistakably Star Wars but it's like it, it it's, it's almost like a satire referencing Star Wars like it's it's that in and, and one of the other things that I've complained about before is like it just seems like the stories run around in circles and don't go anywhere yeah. in part because of the well-being spoiled by the sequel trilogy. But setting so many things in the aftermath of the original trilogy in that timeline and knowing that you can't go too far in any direction because you run into the sequel trilogy and then the story, just it keeps just running in circles. Again, yeah. like I said, this show, the this, this story went nowhere. The Mandalorian story just seems to be running in right. circles. Again, we thought we got rid of Grogu. Grogu's back again. What's going on? We don't know. It's just running in circles. And again, to your point, I've often lamented Stay the fuck away from the trilogy timeline. Go away from all that. Or even go back to the promise that Jon Favreau made when he first said he was coming to do Star Wars. We're going to tell you stories that are unmistakably Star Wars, but we're going to introduce you to characters you've never met and give you stories that you've never heard. He tried to start doing that with the first season of The Mandalorian, and since then, maybe again, like we said before, he's lost to the House of Mouse. Now it's all... Empty fan service, nostalgia. Let's make references to other things, but not actually go anywhere. And even to like your point, it's not like you can't fucking do something inside the trilogy timeline. It's a big fucking galaxy. Why do we have to keep going to Tatooine? Go someplace else. Do like the Marvel, Marvel Netflix TV shows. Maybe kind of a bad example. The Battle of New York that happened in the MCU happened. It was a backdrop event grounding you in the timeline of where are like Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist set? Right. Here is where they are in the MCU timeline but we're not going to get involved with the MCU in any way whatsoever or even ever reference anything that ever happened other than an occasional illusion that the Battle of New York happened. Right. Why can't they set a story that's immediately after the original trilogy and just make brief allusions to stuff, but tell completely new stories with completely new characters. Yeah. It's not like it's impossible just because it's inside the trilogy timeline, but they're not doing it. And I'm getting the really irritated impression that Disney's never going to do that because it's like, give people dumb shit like Groku because we'll sell merchandise and it's cutesy. Yeah. Do a bunch of empty nostalgia. Hey, let let let's keep reusing the animated series characters because a lot of people have only watched the live action shit. Let's just, just just reuse all that stuff and just run in circles until that's the other thing I'm kind of afraid of. We we've, we've been lulled into this thing, and I blame the MCU for this. We've been lulled into this idea of it's never gonna stop. I really think that if the, if Disney keeps doing... This is one of the first ones that has met television shows that has hit a little bit of a road bump of this was not poorly received, but it was not well received. It has definitely the poorest reviews of anything Disney has done on live action, at least again, there's not much to compare it to. I can see a point where Disney's like, you know what? Let's just stop doing that Star Wars thing. Yeah. Um, and at this point, I almost wish they would. So, in
1: summary, newer Star Wars, not great. Can't stop, won't stop. Thank you for listening to Fanboy and the Hater.
0: We really appreciate it and would love to hear your feedback. Give us a rating. Write a review. Reach out to us on Twitter at Fanboy Hater. Email us at thefanboyandthehater at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes on our website, fanboyandhater.podbean.com. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Where you can download the free Podbean mobile app
1: for Android and iOS. You can also find us on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify,
0: iHeartRadio, and many more. Once again, thanks for listening to The Fanboy and the Hater.